more. This is one more. Hello, and welcome to Otra Por Favor. Otra Por Favor. How are you today, Coque? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Good, man. You know what? I stopped putting the number of episodes when we start recording stuff now because, you know, the whole, we released this episode one day, this episode another day. We're going to be like, welcome to another episode of Otra Por Favor. Let's do it. Let's go into it, man. We have some great, great content, great guests. Introduce, introduce, man. Yeah, man. So, as you guys know, um, our the, the the purpose of our podcast is to highlight anything that has to do with football, culture, and life. And today it's another guest that pretty much has all of those three in, in one. You know, he's going to share his story from, from his upbringing. But however, um, besides, besides his life, he also has this amazing work as a photographer. Uh, you guys know him. He's been putting out some good shit over at, you know, like shooting out of the Q2. So... Without any further ado, our guest today is Tony Fuentes. What's happening? How you guys What's doing? What's good, man? What's good? Thank you, all. Thank you all for having me. How are you today, Tony? I'm good. Um, it's been a long day, but we got the Chevys. <laughs> we got the guys. Hey, we're we're, we're going to end it on a high note. Yeah. Right, yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those that it starts pretty uh, pretty quiet, and then it, it builds up from there. Yeah. I can I, I feel that going on right now. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, thank you for, you know, for, for coming by. I know uh, we, we first met this year. It was uh, during the, one of the games. Uh, I had seen you were like your work, and I had seen, you know, you started doing work with uh, We Are Some TV. And and I was like, man, this guy is killing it, like just in the, in the pictures and everything. And then, um, and but I really didn't know you personally until one day we ran by, you know, like, hey, what's up, Tony? And you're like, what's up, dude? And then you sent me a message like, Oh shit! You're rich, my bad, dude. Hey, this was the first time, man. I'm, I'm, we, we we're crossing, we're crossing paths. And he's like, "What's up, Tony?" And I'm like, uh, "What's up?" <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, like later on, I'm on Instagram and I see that I see it was him, and I was like, "Oh shit." That's, you. <laughs> That's Richie. Yeah. yeah, man. Ahí la cara de, de chacal que traigo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I no, appreciate you. And then after that, um, I think you heard one of the episodes and then you hit me up like, hey, dude, when can I, you know, come by? And I'm like, dude, let's do it. So I'm glad you're here, man. I uh, appreciate y'all having me here. First off, also, what y'all guys are doing is great. Y'all keep it going for real, for real. Even if there's days y'all don't want to do it. You got to stay consistent. With yeah, for sure. Un cafecito, como dice, como se llama, un, un compa, un periquis. No, <laughs> <laughs> no we don't, we just, we're not puro cafecito con eso tiene. But yeah, dude, it's one of those things that like, you always, whenever you, you do something like this, it's after work, like, you know, getting off work and, you know, sometimes you're tired. But it's just that moment you get in the microphone and you talk and you have a good time. Everything just like, you forget about that. Right. Y te, te yeah, and I think even more than that, uh, just knowing the the community of creatives and people doing things here in Austin, especially you know, you doing photography, we are Austin TV, like all these all these different people, different networks, you get kind of inspired, you kind of vibe off of that shit. So I appreciate you coming by. I appreciate that that advice and uh, and thank you for recognizing our work, man, because it means more coming from you because we've seen some of your work, we've seen a lot of your work, and it's it's been incredible, man. You re your your photos really capture uh, the feeling. 
the euphoria of the Q2. Thank you, thank you. It's probably like you also got, I mean, before we get into the photography part, you also got a pretty iconic picture that, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, over time it's going to be aging like like a wine. Like a fine wine. Like a fine wine. It's like a fine that, Argentinian wine. That comeback, Dries y Tron de LV. <laughs> I don't think nobody got that but you. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm 90% sure that I'm the only one that has that. Yeah. And if they have it, they haven't posted it. So until then, I'm the only one who has it. You're, you're man. You're, you were, you're, you know, sometimes everyone that looks at, the, like, say, for example, people in the stadium, why are these guys doing pictures? And, like, for moments like those, yeah. you know, for a highlight, you know, that can be forever. I don't know who knows. Maybe, like, I me, mean, we've seen it with um, the pictures that happened when Diego scored, Digite scored. They turned those into TIFOs. So... That's that's you know that's a pretty cool thing to to see like especially the work that you do is like man it's you know that frutos todo lo que haces. If I see that on one of those, I'd probably lose it. I'd, I'd be so happy. I'll retire. <laughs> <laughs> no man, we gotta keep going. We gotta yeah. keep going. Brother. Just like you told us to keep going, you gotta keep going. But nah, dude. All right, so let's take us into the snapshots of your life, man. Br- bring us to the life of Tony. Yeah. So um, I'm from. I'm born and raised here in Austin, um, East Austin to be exact, 2-1. Um, over here, we kind of go by zip codes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, off airport in Springdale, my upbringing was um, hard, I'm going to be honest with you. It, it was, there's a lot of hard um, times, but for the most part, everything was, was good. We, um, my parents would send me to Mexico. Like, I'd, I'd get in trouble here, right? I was a troublemaker here. <laughs> yeah, at first, yes, that's how you la cara que si tiene este way. He has a past. And so I'd get in trouble over here. Then my dad was like, now nah, we got to send you over to Mexico. That's mm-hmm. the only way to, to cut the shit out. So um, there I go. Um, I'm grateful for it because I was able to learn a lot, right? Mm-hmm. De la cultura y todo eso mm-hmm. that um, comes with it. So, they're my parents. Are, so I'm the f- the oldest of four. My parents are from Tula Tamaulipas, un rancho pasando Ciudad Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, most of my tias are from. They live in Monterrey right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and my wife's born and raised in Austin. So we're just trying to we're trying to stay in Austin, but mm-hmm. the whole your roots. Uh, yeah, we're trying to stay here, but stay uh, rooted. The housing is, you know. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, we're, right now we're renting, but, but, but the way that everything's going, we're just going to start have to go outwards. It's just unaffordable, man. Yeah. It's completely unaffordable. So, um, and then what else? We, from there, we, I would go to Mexico, come back, and then photography just happened to be a thing. Mm-hmm. So. Just happened, just woke up one day and just decided to pick up a, a camera, or is this an interest that you had and it kind of sparked somewhere? Not it, uh, the spark came later on. The camera, my mom, she had a point and shoot, mm-hmm. point and shoot, uh, power shot, and we used we mainly used it for my brothers and sisters mm. to like record them on the track. My sister is a cross country runner, and my brother played football, so we, gotcha. we would use that little point and shoot to. For their film and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I was obviously the one behind it, and then it wasn't until 2017 ish. Mm-hmm. I, I found that camera again. I picked it up, took a picture of this pigeon. 
The very first picture I took <laughs> was a pigeon, bro. Wow. And, and I looked at the colors and I was like, all right, there's there's something there. Yeah. And then um, the, the interest starts to peak. Mm-hmm. Right, so your interest starts to peak a little bit, and then now you're on Instagram. Like, okay, so there's this person who does concert photography. How do they do it? Now I want to mm-hmm. do it, and so it just kind of just grew. It starts and grew. to build on itself. Yeah, because um, I'm one of those people who's like really, I'm kind of addictive personality. So if I'm in it, I'm a hundred percent going mm-hmm. all the way. And I know a lot of people like that. Yeah. One at the end of this table over here. <laughs> Hopefully it's a good addiction. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a good addiction. Get, get it into good things. Yeah. So talk right, to me. Right now I'm in the meme sharing memes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wake up and I get like 50 memes from Richie from, uh, from, from, from his this uh, online. This dude last night, man, he's blowing up my phone. Dude, yes, he's blowing up, I'm, he's blowing up everybody's phone. So they're like funny videos and memes <laughs> and shit. <laughs> so I'm looking at my phone I'm like, man. I want to tweet at the. I want to tweet at you and be like, "Hey, somebody get Richie off his his phone right now." <laughs> I, I got fired from the other por favor Twitter department. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. All yeah. right. So, the, so what's the question? On, so <laughs> we got a little off track. We got a little off track, no, but but man, dude. So um, talking about uh, you got addictive personality. Yeah, you got addictive personality. You know, talked a little bit about your upbringing, some of the trouble you got in, some of the Mexico trips you did. Pick up a. Pick up a point and shoot. Take a picture of a pigeon. Uh huh. Changes changes the trajectory of of your of your uh, of your life a little bit. You know, little by little. Who would you have thought that moment you took a picture of that pigeon that you'd be taking pictures at Q two? No. Mm. You, you you could tell me that hey you're about to start shooting professional. There's going to be a professional team here in Austin. That you're going to start shooting pictures there at that stadium. You could tell me that, and I'd probably say no. Nah. Yeah. Um. Because early on, I, I was like, it was just one of those things where a lot of people, they pick up a camera, right? And mm-hmm. they kind of, eventually by themselves, they fade away. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought that was going to be me. But then once you start to uh, go into these concerts, that's how we started. We, I started into a concert and then another concert and then another one. Obviously did the concerts because they were free shows. Right. For mm-hmm. me. Um but uh, that's kind of how everything just kind of started. Um, but yeah, to tell to, to say that hey, you're about to start shooting stuff for Adidas, or you're gonna start shooting stuff for Austin or for at Q2 Stadium, mm-hmm. like nah, I, I would have never believed you. That's something that um, well, I mean, besides like say before we go into that, you as a as an older uh, brother, where is something you felt like? Because we had, a, like, a guest in the past. She was the older, eldest of uh, her siblings. And she would just feel like everything will fall on her. You know, sometimes all the pressure. Do you had that, like, say, you know, from life or from your family where, like, you're the oldest one, so you have to set up the precedent for everyone else? Uh, yeah. Um, I think that's what also helped uh, me stop trying to get into trouble because, obviously, my brother and my sister, they're – I mean, we're about eight, seven years apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So during that, I'm at an age where I mean, me vale madre. I'm just, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, and at, they're at the age where they're going to just be is, easily influenced. Mm-hmm. So I kind of figured that out, and I was like, all right, well, my brother, I can't let my brother see me do certain things because then he's gonna end up just getting in trouble like I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. or my sister, like uh, I want some uh, the 
I want a guy to to respect my sister for for who she is, right? So I just right. things just kind of just as, as I grew older, things just kind of just switched mm-hmm. around. So and then now you're trying to set the bar for certain things, right? Mm-hmm. As the older brother, um, hopefully they do it better than I did because I, I I for sure messed up here and there, but you just kind of put the blueprint out for them and then you just hope and that they follow it or I would hope that they do better. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I really relate to that, man. I'm the oldest of, of, uh, of three siblings myself. And, um, like you're saying, like without, without wanting, you are kind of forced into this role of being a mentor, being someone that, uh, that sets that blueprint. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I always told my brother and sister, like you're going to do, this but better because you, you you saw mistakes that i made and mm-hmm. you saw what worked what didn't work and luckily you know uh we've been blessed and they, they've done great things but like you said like you had to kind of figure it out on your own and to kind of step into that that role um so i'm actually curious you know being the oldest um who were who were some of those people in your life that served as as your mentors um one was one was my uncle, my uncle Ruben. Like we, we, he was. I don't call him an uncle. I, I see him as a brother. Um, mm-hmm. Just be, seeing things that he did, he, I I'd follow, right. So again, we're I'm in that age where I'm watching everything that he does. Right. So mm-hmm. um, he he was moving the right way. He was talking to the right people, um, and he he would just talk to me. And he was like, "Hey, the rules for us aren't set to." to succeed right mm-hmm. like we're, we're both from east austin we're, we're not supposed to get out of like out, out of here mm-hmm. without maybe going to jail or something so you're gonna have to find another way like we're gonna have to find ways luckily for him he he was playing football mm-hmm. he, he did his thing in football and then by that time my parents had uh found some found some land in kyle and they were able to move me out mm-hmm. and that's where he ended up going to high school was in was in Hayes, Hayes, Hayes yeah. County. So, um, yeah, shouts out to my to my uncle for all that because he he was always Uncle in Ruben. My, yeah, my uncle Ruben, man. He was he was always in my ear. Um, the times I did get in trouble, he's like, hey, he'll call me. Hey, what the f- what the fuck are we doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, and then I'd be like, all right, well, you're you're also getting in trouble. He goes, yeah, but you're you're supposed to be better. Mm-hmm. And then right. the person after you is going to be better than you, and then the person after them will be better than them, right? So. That's that's how that's how I see it. Like I know my youngest brother, who's sixteen at the time, like he's he's not gonna have to go through the things that I had to go through. Mm-hmm. So, so hopefully by the time that he's my age, yeah, tiene todo hecho. Like he has mm-hmm. everything set. How old are you right now? Thirty. Thirty. That's man. That's good. It's, it's still a good age. Uh, <laughs> it, it's one of those that thirties. I've I always say thirties. You feel like older, but actually life life gets better. Um, in the 20s, you're trying to figure out yourself, but by 30s, you have an idea of, like, okay, this is where I'm heading. Yeah. And then, like, experience helps you also, like, open up doors to create or do more than just work. Uh, for example, what are you doing right now? Like, besides work, you know, you're, you're also doing, you know, photography. Um, and and your, your uncle, Ruben, how old is he? My uncle Ruben would be, he's about 35. So it's a five-year difference. So that's why you fu- you saw him more as like an older brother. Yeah. Like in a way. Because, because we, of the we age. It's pretty close. 
Yeah, because growing up, my my parents lived with my grandma. Gotcha. And, uh, so we were we were always together all the time. Uh, we that's why I was able to be close to him a lot. Este, so yeah, that's why he was one of the influences. Good deal, man. We, we were just talking about uh, age earlier <laughs> today. You know, I told Richie I was uh, coming from Costco, and he's like, "That's where." Uh, that's where old people shop, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you Costco or Sam's? Dude, I'm none. Dude. I'm H-E-B, bro. <laughs> no, <laughs> I told him, bro, you're missing out on them savings, I, I mean, we bro. go. Like, we go. Don't don't get me so wrong. Are, like, you, are you using your membership card or somebody else's? My wife's. But uh, but it's, 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 it's I think, like, every time, every time I, I still have a thing where, like, I don't want to have the dad bot or anything. So I don't want to be, you know, known as the, like, that, like. You know, like once you, I feel like once you're at Costco, it's como que ya, yeah. Pretty much, as soon as you walk in, your body transforms into your everything body. transforms into like they're, they're like giving you the food samples in your mouth, just yeah, feeding you until you just get the yeah. Bit. And I'm like, dude, I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm still, I still want to be like in this in this place where I don't want to fall into like yeah, se fue este, ya se le llevó la No, I don't know. It, I mean, it's a cool place to go. I'm, I'm more of a, you know, let's go to H E B. You know, live in the moment type of person. <laughs> I mean, I, I I like Sam. Sam's is uh, I'm more of a Sam's guy than Costco. So Sam's, you can find better deals on certain things. I, <laughs> man, whatever. Like we're talking, we're, 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 we're getting sidetracked. But one thing I do want to say is I don't know how they still got the dollar fifty hot dog at Costco after all this inflation. But kudos to them. However, the hell they do it. Hey, the pizza slams too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's 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 good. Um, but we were talking about uh, like we were talking about like the age thing earlier. The age thing. The age thing. Um. But one thing, like, say, for example, for you is you found someone that you you, you had, like, you can see eye to eye with, even though they were older than you, um, because it's someone that's still going through situations that you're probably going through. He still understands certain things. So it wasn't, it was easier for you to grasp what he was saying mm-hmm. compared to, like, I feel like, say, if your uncle was 50 and you were, you know, 20, 18, it's like, hey, tío, you already lived your life. You know, let me live my life. But, uh, I mean, looking at your uncle pretty close to age, um, you you understand where he's coming from, and it's easier for you because he understands your struggle. He understands he's still probably going through similar situations that what you're going through. And a lot of it, that, that's a good thing. So for me, I had very similar things with, with other friends that were older than me. And that's what helped me always just think of, you know, think of, you know, like, hey, te la calmado, porte bien. I mean, because once you don't have papers, it's like you can't really mess it up because you're not para atrás. So, but like say like like with you it's just uh, you know that having your uncle part is it's, it's important because a lot of them, you know we we sometimes go in life and there's people like us or not people like us but like similar like you know someone that if went through a struggle and they really didn't have no one to rely rely on that was older than them or younger than them I mean older than them but like pretty close close to age um, and that's where there's a lot of misunderstandings also in generations because. I feel like when you have an uncle, it's easier for you to relate to him that sometimes, like, someone that has dad or a mom, like, with my parents, I have a good good relationship, but I've seen it in other places where with the parents, it was just yeah. like, no, no, no cabe, no da. But, yeah, like, my parents, I mean, they're about 20 years old when they had me, so <laughs> it's like they're just... They're still forming. They're, they're still they're trying to be. figure this yeah. out. Like, yeah. They're just, they're still trying to figure out how to be a parent, how to balance their sons, and... And so, and then the whole thing of like, like I hear the excuse with my brothers a lot, with my parents, they'll try to be like, times have changed, times have changed, right? And so 
Yeah, times have changed, but so that's why when you're able to get that advice from somebody who's uh, closer at age, mm-hmm. they can't really use that excuse, right? So, yeah, because the times from I'm, I'm like I'm sure like times from our parents to us to our younger siblings, like things have changed completely. Mm-hmm. So that way, I just want to be able to be like be there for my brother and my sister, um, just to be an ear for them, and at the same time see if they kind of stray off you just mm-hmm. put them back put them back in place and hey this is what's going to happen si, si no haces las cosas bien um, because I've been there mm-hmm. yeah dude for sure I mean I, I get what you're saying with the generational generational gaps you know the, the, the changing times but also in life there's things that are that are constant that we all mm-hmm. know like you know triumph failure defeat pain mm-hmm. those are things that are super relatable across generations so uh kind of leads me to to wondering you know what 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 are some of those times that you know you said you've you had you had a struggle struggle upbringing but talk to us about some of those moments in your life where um it was a difficult time and you managed to find a way to get past it so like when we grew up so we went like i said we went from my grandma's house right and then my parents would move us into an apartment and then eviction notice starts coming, so then now you got to go back to your grandma's. So then you go to another apartment, and then whenever my parents decided to buy the land out in Kyle, mm-hmm. they brought in. My dad's dream was to build a home, and thank God that he's able to do that now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they brought in a tra- like a trailer mobile home, this huge trailer mobile home, and since my dad's a construction worker, mm-hmm. he could fix everything. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like I, I remember. When we moved into this trailer, like, that same night, my dad put in the plywood floors. We're we're sleeping in this trailer on plywood mm-hmm. floors, bro. Like that mm-hmm. was us. And then, but at the same time, my dad would always tell us like it's gonna get better day by mm-hmm. day. So, I mean, the struggles that we had to deal with then, I've always known that no matter what we're going through, we're just have patience, just have faith, and just just take it day by day. It's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna get better no matter what. So that's that's just kind of how I live now. It's just you worry about the things you can't control, because when 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 you start to worry about all that other stuff, it, it, you just give yourself more headaches. Right, it's too much. Yeah, too much to think about. On top of what, what we already we already dealing with, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for sharing, man. That's this that comes from the heart, and we appreciate you, you know, being honest and, and sincere, man. Um, but I I could tell that. Uh, those moments really kind of built your character and who you are, and it tells a lot about who your family is too, man. With this family, so my respects to y'all. Thank you. That's good, man. And whenever you were younger, that's one of Palos Trancasos. You look like you can throw down. You look, yeah, like, you look like you got a good hook. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got in a fight when I was a kid, right? <laughs> and he was talking about my grandma. And I was oh, no, no, no. You can't get yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So the only thing that I knew what to do was. Like I was watching WWE at this time. As a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so me and this kid, like we, we we square up, and the only thing I could think was do a stone cold stunner. So I, I, I <laughs> kick him in the stomach, and then like I turn around and I get ready, but then like I kind of froze up, and I was like, okay, what do I do? Like does he fall on his ass or like this? How does this work? By the time that the dude knew what I was doing, he like hit me with the right hook. 
or with the, yeah with the right hook and I was knocked out. I lost my I lost my first I lost my first fight, man. <laughs> hey, damn, in front of my dude. grandma's house, bro. Uh, <laughs> after you talk, yeah. <laughs> I could see your grandma be like, "Hey, bye, bye, bye." <laughs> yes, <laughs> No, nah, it's all good. My uncle was there and he was able to catch him. So, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Ruben coming through once again. Nah, dude, that's 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 a funny story. Um, damn, I. I remember one time uh, there was a kid who, who would bully me. Like, we'd play basketball, he'd bully me. Um, he was a little older than me. And uh, one thing he used to like doing was like talking shit and, like about me and my family, like the whole time we were playing basketball. And then right before he leave, he just flicked me off and run away. Like, that was his thing. Yeah. And one day I knew he was going to do that. So I'm like waiting for him to just say he's going to about to leave. He flicks me off. He runs away, but I'm already chasing after him. <laughs> I get all the way to his house, and, like, he's about to slam the door on me, but I hold it open, and I punch him right in the nose, just like, <laughs> And I, I, after that, I was kind of stunned. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And then his big brother comes out, and I was like, well, for sure, this is the day I die. <laughs> but I managed to get away from him in time, but uh, it just reminded me of that story. I, it's like an old memory that, that you just <laughs> unlocked right there. Yeah, man. It, it, that, like, that one comes in replay every now and then. Like, Damn, I lost my first fight. Hey, keep yourself humble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but after that, se la pelaron todos. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could get, like, I'm cool until... Like if, I, when I get hot headed, I get hot. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you'll know. You seem pretty uh, calm, cool, and collected now, man. But, but I'm wondering what gets you, what gets you passionate, what gets you out of your seat. I would say like not being able to tap into like the potential that we that I have. Um, like I, I, I've after shooting after a few years, I, I kind of knew right. Like there's something there. Like I got mm-hmm. something. Not to like be cocky or anything. Um, but you, when you know, you kind of know, mm-hmm. um, and there's times where I wanted to say quits. There's times that I just, you just find like my wife would be like, no, you gotta go. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that, um, that everything's happening, I'm like, all right, now let's really see what we can accomplish now. Like now that everything's happening the way it's happening, I want to see how far I can take this. Um, so that's that's what that's what motivates me is like I just want to know how far I can get and I'm I'm scared of what I can't what what I won't achieve if I don't go all the way. Well, said, Ten, man, that, remi- that reminds me of uh, you heard of David Goggins? No, David Goggins <laughs> is like this. Um, he's like a former Marine. He was like one of the only uh, Black Navy SEALs okay. like at the time. One of the first ones, and uh, I I read his book like a while a while ago. But w- what you just said reminds me of one thing he said on there. Like his worst, his biggest fear is to like this. His words like to one day die, go go to wherever you go. Like in his in his head, it was like you go to he would go to heaven, and the person would tell him, "Man, you didn't do everything you could have done. Like everything, all the potential you had." Mm, Nah, you didn't get there. Yeah. That was uh, that, that. That's what what motivated him and kept kept him going. And that's very similar to you, to, to what you just said. Yeah, and and big shouts to my wife because she's the one who really like helps push the days that I don't want to come or like the days I don't want to go to Q two or the days I don't want to shoot. She's like, hey, you're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like you you gotta go. You should go. And she's pushing me. She's pushing me. <laughs> Just trust me. There's there's times, bro. Like last weekend, I did not want to do the thing for Adidas. 
the Atlanta thing. Yeah, like that that whole thing because we just got back from doing a thing in El Campo that was like late Friday night. Mm-hmm. Saturday we had Q two. Now you got to bust out all these photos, and then mm-hmm. then they call you up Sunday or Saturday night, late at night. And, hey, can you come do this thing with Adidas? And I'm like, all right. So I told my wife. My wife's like, you got to go. Like, this is where you start to to push forward. So you know, you just you just kind of wake up that morning and you're like, all right, we got to go get it. So. Dude, I man, I should have said yes to that thing. So I also got a message about doing a second shooter, and I was like. Darn it, I already have made plans. But I already, I, I was like, and, and I've been like, this whole week, I've been, you know, just not spending a day with my mm-hmm. wife. So I'm like, okay, Sunday's the day I spend with her. And I was like, I mean, she would have been cool with me going. But I'm like, now next time he's going to go, yeah. So, <laughs> we'll uh, make it up later. <laughs> all right, so my question for y'all would be, how do y'all find that balance to do the passion stuff that y'all want to do and to do, like, to spend time with your wife? Man, that's a great question, dude. That's a great question, dude. Because, like, we were just talking about it before we started recording. You know, we've all been, uh, we're all married about the same time. Marriage, like, one one to two years. And for me, it's just really, it comes down to communication. Like, laying out the week, what what we want to do, what, what we're interested in, what we prioritize. And just getting on that same page, dude. Because, like, for, what I've noticed is, like, when me and my wife are on the same page, Dude, like, I support her with everything she wants to do, and she supports me with everything I want to do, and we, like, help each other succeed. Mm-hmm. Where where the balance kind of messes up and it creates, like, a little bit of turmoil is when there's the, someone has an idea in their head of how things are supposed to go, and they don't go that way, you know? Like, that's how my wife is. Like, she's a, she's a planner, dude, yeah. like a straight-up planner, yeah. and I'm more of a I'll just wing it. But I've had to fi- I've had to learn how to plan better, and that for me has helped balance uh, a lot. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a big planner. So like, whenever, I, honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you, Richie. Mm-hmm. I was like this close to be like, all right, this podcast thing is not gonna work <laughs> <laughs> because like I, when I say I'm a planner, like I I will look up the location hours before, man. Mm-hmm. Like I'll see what it looks like on Google Maps or whatever. Yeah. And, I just like to know what's going on. What to expect. Yeah. yeah. Because if not, like, my mind's going crazy. I'm like, all right, yeah. what's going to happen? What's, what's going to ask me? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, it's, it's one of those things that I'm glad you were here, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm glad, I'm glad you, you made that decision yeah. to come through, dude. Dude, dude I think, like, for me, is, uh, I mean, I'm, you know, busy with this, with, you know, photography, work as well. You know, I have a full-time job. But we bought a, a one of those erase you know and write calendars where you redo the month you know add the the numbers and stuff so from that as soon as you know we get it there the month starts limitemos and like i have literally we started september with stuff already in mind cleared up the cal- like you know erase everything from august put it in there and i look at you know my my weeks i'm like damn it's, it's like I'm glad, like, I had this, because, like, I already know in my mind, like, I have it, so it's for her to get an idea, like, hey, this is what's going to happen. But the days that, you know, we have planned to do something, or the days that I have an idea, like, okay, I got to stay home and and do, you know, cut the grass, help with, you know, folding laundry, cleaning, you know, the backyard, or or whatever. Like, I want to be there, or even just hanging out, doing nothing, you know. So that's what helps out. Um, And for the most part, she's respectful of my time. Like, in 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 the past, it was one of those things that, uh, 
And he'll be like, hey, so the game ends at 10, right? They're like, well, it ends at 10, but there's more stuff that happens after that. So now it's, it's one of those things that whenever there's a game, no llegar hasta las 12 de la mañana. Yeah, the other day she was, it was a game like that ended around 10 o'clock. What game was it? It was before the Nashville game. <laughs> she, uh, I'm talking with one of the other photographers in the back with Nico, and she's, she calls me. She's like, hey, where are you at? The game was done at like 10 o'clock. Uh yeah, but we do a lot of things after the game. Yeah, like like, yeah. like but they don't they don't see that part. Right? Yeah, like they don't see we gotta break down our cameras. We gotta go and edit some pictures and try to post them and be mm-hmm. the first ones to post and all that. But um, no, nah, but that that's good information. Uh, yeah, communications key. Yeah, communications key. Uh, and they know like like Amanda knows like the main like photography is my thing. Mm-hmm. So. I just try to be open with her, like, hey, there's a game this day. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, just remind me. So I'm there reminding her every day. Hey, there's a game on Saturday. All right. There's a game on Saturday. All right. So that way she kind of just get an idea. Going. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, like, with, with Nog, it was one of those things that uh, at first I let her know, like, hey, there's this game. So, like, how many? Like, about four this week, this month. Yeah. And she already know, like, okay, I know for sure two are those. I'm only going to see him, like, twice this week. Or, like, yesterday, one thing that uh, I, I try to go play uh, pickup with Los Verdes. Mm-hmm. And, but also, she had asked, like, earlier, like, in the in in afternoon, she's like, hey, um, can you help me, you know, get some stuff done at the backyard? I'm like, yeah, it's cool. So, we got it done, but it's one of those that, if you do that, I feel like it is helpful. And also, when, you, when I get home, I try to also help clean whatever I can. So, that's another thing that. Yeah, nice the way nothing else. So yeah, at least the, the kitchen's clean. Yeah, you got to pick and choose your battles, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, yeah. sure. You also got to be able to have those tough combos, man, because sometimes, like, especially with uh, our schedules, they can be so busy, right? Mm-hmm. Don't give yourself that time to have that actual conversation that you know is not going to be so pleasant. You mm-hmm. know it's going to be like, all right, there's a little frustration that builds up yeah. the longer you let it wait. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, so. uh, the the games, I think this one, you know how we had like those games on Wednesday, then on Saturday. Yeah, and, it's a lot. It's a then, packed schedule. And yeah. when they, and whenever they work on Thursday and Friday, all right, so where's my time? And it's like, yeah. all right, well, we, we got to find that. Yeah, I think that's why Sunday I didn't reply to that tech, to that message. Cause I'm like, I know uh, we already have plans, and I want to be like, hey, this happened. So then if I need to do something like this week, it's easier for me to do it and move around. So I, I try to do If it's any last-minute things that I'm like, okay, it, it's going to be good, why not? But if it's something that, you know, I mean, like you said, you speak and choose your battles. So, guys, FYI, as long as you do that, you're good. And wash the dishes. Wash <laughs> Think about that yourself. Yeah, there we go. There we go. That's that's a key. Um, but one, one question that I have is you grew up in the east side, right? Mm-hmm. So – You've you've experienced the changes from back in the days to now. How has that shaped you as you know you're growing up um, in Austin? Mm. Right now, what I'm trying, well, what we try to do, because back then there used to be like a culture, and like there was like a Tejano culture, right? Back then, and mm-hmm. now it it's not that anymore. There's there's like not. Back then, there was, like, certain families, like, certain last names that you knew who those people mm-hmm. were. Yeah. And now, you don't. Like, I wish we knew where some people moved out to, but mm-hmm. that's not the case anymore. Um, but 
now, I mean, now you drive and there's a laundromat that me and my mom would used to go to. Now that's a apartment complex. Right? Yeah. So it's like seeing all of that has been has been real weird. Yeah. Going down the street to a grocery store that me and my grandpa used to go to. It's not there no more. Like it, it's just weird. Th- that's that's it. that's super interesting that you say that, man. Because um, you know, I've, I've I've lived in Austin since 2009, and uh, I've seen a lot of change since then, especially on the east side. And uh, it's something that I don't really think about too much, but I I think about it to a certain extent, but not to, not to the to your level to where you this these are your roots. This is where you're from, where you're born and raised, uh, because. You know, when I go home to Houston, north side of Houston, Texas, uh, where I was born and raised, everything for the most part is the same. And when I go there, I get those feelings of home. I'm like, oh, yeah. like, like you, you put on like an old shoe. You know what I mean? Like it's just comfortable. You know what it is, and it <laughs> makes you feel good. Um, so I can't like I can't imagine how that makes you feel driving through your old neighborhood, seeing landmarks that aren't there anymore, that are change, and the character of a place that's like not not the same. Because I mean, the I think I'd probably lose it the day that they maybe they so there's a there's a ballpark where we grew up where I was playing baseball. It's mm-hmm. called in Fiesta Gardens. Mm-hmm. Like if one day they decide to tear that down, yeah, I'd be really upset um, because a bunch of us we would that was like our place after school was to mm-hmm. play baseball there or go to Saragossa and play at the gym there. Um, but that feeling that you, that comfort of home, mm-hmm. I only really feel that whenever I come now, when I go to my parents, cause nothing's changed over there. Right. Like I could take the back roads. I know where everything's mm-hmm. at. Or if I go to Monterrey, I know todos callejones. I know where everything's at. If we go back to the rancho where my, where my dad's from, it's just, it, it's that home feeling right? that we don't, I don't no longer feel no more. Yeah. What would you say Austin is now, or what's it becoming in your like in your quick little summary of like where it's going? I don't know. I, I, I know it's a tough. It's a tough one, but it, it's. I feel. It, I mean, it's watered down. I don't want to say like I just don't want to throw it on the Californians, right? Like, oh, it's a watered down LA. <laughs> like, <laughs> watered down LA. Richard like, would be able to tell you <laughs> California. I mean, I've been there once, but <laughs> it, I don't know. It, it's now congested. Uh, it's just. It's just not that feeling anymore. That whole mm-hmm. that whole keep Austin the weird thing, like it's not there. It's not there yeah. anymore, man. Um, people just kind of just come and they they do what they want, sort of say, but they're just not. I don't know. It's, it's really hard. Like, they're just not respecting what used to be there. Yeah, I uh, I agree with that. Um, I went to an event, and in the past, when you go somewhere here, it was more relaxed, more laid back. But I went to this one certain event. It was cool. It was, you know, it was nice. But it still had some, like, some pretentious vibes. Like, where in the past you can go to a bar and you didn't have to, you know, like, say you you kind of, everybody was, you know, to their own thing, like, whatever, you know. But everybody was cool. But here's one of those that you can always, you can, you have the people that do this. Como que te barren con la mirada. And it's kind of like. Yeah, this is starting to, you know, to feel like a little like Dallas, kind of. Yeah, I feel it. Like there's times where, like, I, I go into certain, like, if there's, like, certain uh, functions and stuff. Like, if I go into a certain room, I could feel that. Mm-hmm. I could feel that feeling, like, what are you doing here type of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think the only really place right now that's kind of stuck 
to who they are. There's a bar on E6, actually. Um, La Perla. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. The Armadillos. Those Armadillos, yes, man. But they, whatever, whatever's inside that bar right there, yes. you, take, you take whatever's inside that bar and you spread it all around East Austin. That That's what it was. That, <laughs> dude, I was going to ask you, like, what, what would you say are the strongholds of, like, what Austin used to be? And I'm glad you Armadillos. mentioned uh, Las Perlas. Yeah. Shout out to Las Perlas, man. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's a true spot. When you walk in there, yeah. you know, you're, you're almost stepping back in time. Yeah, you're, you're legit. Like, you got these you got these old school OGs. Guys. OGs. Some bro, OGs man. in there. Mm-hmm. And it's all decked out in, like, Longhorn gear, right? Like, mm-hmm. and they, you see them, and, like, all of a sudden, like, the re- like the resemblance of, like, my grandfather, and mm-hmm. they, they kind of kick in, and then you're just like, all right. I, I could sit there for a few hours, oh, bro, yeah. just sitting there, just like, man, this is what it used to be, and I don't think we're ever going to be able to mm-hmm. get that feeling anymore. I think I think it's it's up to us to even though that won't be there hundred percent to still keep that shit because the moment that starts going away, then also they're gonna like people that are here are gonna feel like once they take it out, it's kind of like why don't we have all this stuff? Like we well, took it out, like we should have not done that. Like that's what's gonna happen eventually. Um, but one thing now uh, that was a good actually bridge to what I wanted to get is as a photographer, you're saying earlier like you you pretty much said that. Sometimes you go into these places that it feels like, you know, you don't belong there. But you're jumping into, as a photographer, a lot of the times, you know, you're knocking on doors. Um, what was the first time you, you recall going into um, your first door? You Like, you recall, like, the first door you knocked and it's like, okay, this is me and my work. And, you know, you don't have this imposter syndrome, like, man, I don't feel like I'm good for this. But I'm like, you know what, I'm actually meant for this so you know what i should be here what was some do you recall a specific event where you're like okay this is where i should be this is where Uh, i belong i would i would say recently it was in south by this this past this past south by that we had Mm -hmm. so right before we started doing i started going to q2 and stuff i was kind of i had put everything on pause Mm -hmm. there's a point where i was going to legit just call it just leave the camera and let it collect dust but then you go into, you, I go into South by, and then I recognize all the photographers who are there. Mm-hmm. We're all there to shoot concerts, mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm, I like, I like her work, I like his work, I like mm-hmm. her work. And then, um, then you start to think like, am, am I supposed to be here? Like, what am I doing? Type of deal. So you start to kind of like fall back a little bit, mm-hmm. and then we're all in the same pit with shooting Sean Mendes mm-hmm. and then after I posted my pictures and I start to see other pictures I'm like All right, yeah this this is where I'm supposed to be this is uh because they're also looking at you like who where you been mm-hmm. yeah like or and then you're just starting to kind of give yourself doubt and you so once those pictures come out then you're starting to like All right, I feel like my pictures are a little they're up there with theirs mm-hmm. I think we I still got it, so we're good. Um, but same thing with Q2. Like, you walk into the photo room, and, bro, you there's so many photographers. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, all right, there's Nico, there's Rudy, there's Rankin White, there's Alex King. And mm-hmm. you're like, am I supposed to be here? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, after a few games, I, it's a, bro, it took me a long, it took me a little bit to figure out. To, the, yeah. to figure it out. But, like, after a few games, you're like, all right, cool. We uh, uh, settled down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, um. Yeah, dude, that's 
How how was it like? Say for example, when you first started knocking on, on doors, you were like, "Man, well, um, the process, you know, doing the app, credential application, and then going in and uh, thank you, okay, going in and modelo, saludos, modelo, gracias por estas cervezas que compramos. Half squad, thank you. Half squad. Do you recall like like um, the, the one picture that you were like, man, this is like, for the Sean Mendes, after you came back from, you know, taking a break, you're like, oh, man, this shit was worth it. Like, all of this emotional things of, you know, maybe I shouldn't be here. I don't feel like I belong here to now. It's something that, you know, I'm glad I stayed. Do you have, like, in a specific picture where you can, like, you can remember, like, this was just iconic? Uh. I would, have, yeah. I I take him back to that Sean. There's this Sean pic. There's this like Sean Mendes picture where he's like it's a vertical picture, mm-hmm. and like the lighting is just coming from a certain way, and like there's like a star glare, mm-hmm. and like as soon as I posted it, all his fans. I, I want to be like a hundred percent. Like I think I was the first one to post. Okay. As soon like I have this thing where. I have to kind of post first. As soon as that picture went off, all his little, like, his fan pages blew it up, ran with it. Yeah. Caught fire. And I was like, all right. So then you're sitting there, bro, I had to turn off my, my Instagram notifications. Like, <laughs> um, they're still turned off. Because um, occasionally you'll still see, like, those likes from that one picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until recently where, like, when you start to get into, like, the room with, like, the Shawn Mendeses or the Sebastian Giartas and, like, the Gunnas and the Young Thugs, like, like these are superstar rappers. Like, mm-hmm. These are superstar mm-hmm. artists, right? And when I was sh- for shooting, we were just doing the openers. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd have to go knock on the door. Like, my first, the first person that we sh- I shot was uh, J.I.D. He was uh, a rapper who signed yeah. to J. Cole, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was an opener, so I had to go to that venue and be like, hey, my name is Tony... I actually haven't bought a ticket. I just have a camera. Can you just give me permission to come and shoot? Mm-hmm. Well, do you have work? Well, here's a pigeon. <laughs> here's a pigeon, I'd say. Love it. Love yeah. it. Damn, that, that pivot, that pigeon, that dude. That should pigeon, be like in a bro. frame, bro. Yeah, you, need to, yeah, you, you definitely need to print that pigeon, dude. That could be the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. so then, But the lady was super cool, man. She was like, nah, you're fine. Um, you already bought the ticket? And I was like, yeah. So she was like, just... Come on in. So I go in, and I already had did my research. Like, I knew it was the first three songs only. And um, from there, we, uh, I, the pictures I took, I think, were at that time were pretty good. And then, like, there's there's one where he's, like, smoking a joint. He posts that one, and I'm like, all right, I like this feeling. I like what's going on mm-hmm. here. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, to any person who's going to start, just – Send out the emails, send out the DMs to the artists, to the mm-hmm. DJs, to the promoters, to anyone you can get your hands on. Just show them something. That's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It's pretty solid advice. Shoot your shot. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that's how. Can I say, can I t- like tell a story? Yeah. Please. T.I., yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I'm Uber driving at this time, and I, I, pick, up a, I pick up this couple. And now this couple's asking me for my recommendations. Hey, is there a mall around here? So I was like, yeah, well, there's Barton Creek. So as I'm taking them to Barton Creek, they're talking 
And I could kind of remember, I know what they were talking about, but I didn't want to butt in. So then all of a sudden, the gentleman asked, like, hey, um, you want to come to a show tonight? Damn. And I was like, for who? He goes, well, I'm T.I.'s DJ. Oh, that. And I was like, oh, absolutely, I'd love to go. He goes, all right, come on. So he goes, well, what's your name? So I gave him my name, my information to put on me on a list. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, all right, you come with the plus one. And I'm sitting in this car, bro, and I'm driving to the mall, and I'm like, should I ask? 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 Hey, bro, my name's Tony. Um, I shoot pictures. Oh yeah, well, can I see your work? The only pictures I had was JID and this pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you have been, been in your portfolio, bro. Building <laughs> that portfolio. And so he's like, yeah. I think he was lying. He's like, yeah, um, yeah. Bring your camera, come through. That's cool. <laughs> All right, bro. So then I go and I. I go to the show. I take the pictures. For, it's it, it's Ti. It's Trey. It, Trey. I mean Trey. The truth. Yeah, Trey. Mm-hmm. The truth. Um, all of Grand Hustle. So yeah. Tokyo Jets and all of them. And so after that, so now my portfolio now expands. <laughs> it starts to expand a little bit, and then that connection leads to another connection with Trey down the line. And uh-huh. so it, it, you just got to shoot your shot, man. Yeah. You you, you just never know what's gonna happen. Um, I'm a person like if you tell me like, hey, I'm gonna hook you up with somebody. I can It's kind of got to the point where I kind of just like let it roll off, and if it happens, it happens. Yeah. But like, if I can go to certain like to a certain person, be like, hey, bro, this is what I do. Can you give me the opportunity? Like, I'm gonna hundred percent take that shot. Mm-hmm. And if they say yes, you better be ready. That's awesome. That, dude. So yeah, that's that's um, that's something that. I, I, I take it, like, say, for example, for me personally, um, I got married the same way, shooting my shot, you know, in a place where, like, you know, I'm here, I guess. You I know, I guess my, it's going to happen. I my wife through a DM, so we're good. There we go. So, <laughs> so that, but, like, literally, that, that is actually so true because even when I look at, you know, like, like this podcast, you know, I, I enjoy what we do, and I, I'm not in it for, like, say, the, the most listens or the most views. I'm in it to just give out some good shit, good talks. Because someone else is going to listen to this in the future or, you know, who knows what. And then you're going to get this. Hey, dude, I want you to come and here's my space. Come record here or, or any anywhere. Or here's a we want to sponsor you guys for something or whatever. Or, or we want to do a collaboration like that. That's something that I have in mind. That and, I, and another thing that I have is just like with photography. I've gotten a couple of things by just doing the pictures for La Murga. And... Um, there's one thing that you know I can't really mention right now that will get me in trouble, but it's it's and it's should be co- releasing pretty soon. <laughs> so um, I, I do it off the mic. Off the mic. <laughs> so, but you're right. People are gonna somehow somewhere someone peop, someone's gonna notice. And then uh, one like say for example with Isaac Jacobs when I did his uh, his graduation pictures, his uh, Isaac is the you know the kid que está. Um, I, I mean, I was like, hey, can I shoot at the stadium? Yeah, it's cool. And then a week after, something happened with his mom and the band, and they had to do a fundraiser. And then I get a call from uh, KXN, like, hey, can we use your pictures for an article? And I was like, go go for it. Yeah. So I, I do got to say, like, when you're doing something good, someone is going to notice it, and you're going to be able to, to, um, to make it happen. And you're going to be able to – come through, but you have to continue going. You have to continue, you know, there's times que no va a salir nada. You have to do free shit. 
you know. Um, but those free events are going to lead you to, you know, one, experience, because you still have to practice, and then two, have a portfolio. So now when they see it, they're like, oh, he's actually consistent. So he's not just a pigeon, a pigeon with, like, four artists, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, they, there's uh, – you have to stay – you, you kind of just have to, like, keep your, your tool sharpened because even back in South by, like, I was – Looking at my camera, like the whole time the, the he's performing, Sean is mm-hmm. performing. I'm looking at my camera, like how do I adjust my settings? Like I'm not comfortable with it again. And yeah, you don't, because like now you kind of have to like know how to adjust things mm-hmm. on the fly. Like you got to know where everything's at, right? Especially in soccer, because everything's so fast paced. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, so yeah, you just got to be able to like keep everything sharp. You got to un- also understand that you're not going to get paid for everything, mm-hmm. but. Like you said, you do good things for others. It's gonna come back to you tenfold. Yeah, man. Right. And like you were saying, man, you know, life when you're working with your heart and with your passion, like life has a way of kind of sh- showing you the doors. But you you got to walk through them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, talk to us a little bit about uh, some of those lessons learned. Maybe some things that you you wish you would have known when you were when you were starting out that you l- learned over time. Um, man, I wish. All right, so. The first, the first thing that we I did for at Q, well, it was the Atlas versus Austin FC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had take some pictures, and those pictures they they did okay. I was like, I was okay with it. But then FC Cincinnati hits me up, mm-hmm. so they're coming to Austin. They're like, hey, well, we need a game day photographer. All right, me thinking, um, I gotta I gotta go bring all this gear. I got I got I got to get another camera. I got to go get another yeah. lens like things I'm not comfortable with. Right. And that that showed in my body of work. Like what I gave FC Cincinnati was bad, bro. And but that's just because you tried to I just tried a little bit too hard. I didn't stick with what I knew. Mm-hmm. Um I just I should have I I, I kind of wish I would, things could be back. I mean, if FC Cincinnati if you come back Things would be different, um, <laughs> but I mean that's that's life, right? Like you just you, you can't you can't fake it, mm-hmm. and if you try to fake it, there are people are gonna know. Like mm-hmm. you're not yeah. you're not being who you are or where you came from and stuff like that. So, um, to so sorry, I kind of went off track, but yeah. no, no, you. You were going somewhere. You, you kind of yeah. hit it, yeah. Like it, it was just things that you wish you would have known that you could have told yourself back then. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I wish that that camera that I rented was uh, didn't have an image stabilizer in it, so like all the pictures came out really blurry. Uh, I wish, like, I just did my research better, um, and I just try to rush rush things. As it were. Right, man. That's that's uh, and, and I ever said, for example, uh, like that it have seen Cincinnati, and then I saw. A post that you did, um, I think it was when the season started, or maybe a couple months ago, where you said sometimes you gotta shoot where you got, and you have, you know, you're you have pictures of you shooting with the rebel. So yeah. Is that the rebel six? It's the rebel T six. That's yeah. so faithful. And that's like, and it's like, and then a lot of people, like for a lot of people, like a like a starting, you know, a starter camera. Right. But I mean, it, uh, it's part of it. It could be the equipment, but also part of it is just a shooter. Part of it is just your style, and and one thing that. Um, that I would, you know, I was, I would say is, yeah, you have to start, you know, with, you know, anything that it's not super, it doesn't have to be super expensive, super expensive, 
but it can show your quality and your touch because then eventually as you get, you know, you grow, you, you know, you're going to get more stuff. You're going to be able to upgrade your, your right. equipment. Things will be different. But that part of not losing your sense, not losing your touch, I think that's why I probably MC Cincinnati reached out to you because they're like, oh, we like these guys, you know, at work. So, yeah, man, I would say don't uh, anyone out there, like, if you have this style and you doubt about it, no, keep it, work with it. You know, if you want to perfect it, perfect it, but try to, you know, make it your touch, you know. Yeah, the best camera, the best tools you have are the ones that, that you have, that, yeah. that you own. Your, your best, your best uh, work is your own ability. There you go. Yeah, and then I think that's what a lot of the, like, the younger creatives come in and they, they offer up there buying, like, these Sony A7s, right? And mm -hmm. it's like, that's... That meant that, that's this, right? Yeah, so. that's the thing about nowadays. Like, you know, you can buy like really, really nice gear, and the, the production. I mean, it's, it's it's pretty. Like, you can get some some standardized product, right? So, what what differentiates now between good photography and someone who just has a really nice set of gear? I mean, it's. So the thing that was holding, like there was, there was some, there was some stuff that was holding me back on that Rebel T six, like certain low light situations, mm -hmm. right? So like, in like at Q two, there was a lot of green in my picture, but I made that green kind of a, a way of art, so mm -hmm. to say. So I made it kind of feel like this is what I'm implicating, like an intention, yeah, yeah. An intentional green, yeah, yeah, like I trying to just mimic it, like okay, well, and then little by little it's. Eventually, I, I got some money, and I was able to buy this other camera. And so now you can kind of tell that things have changed a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, if you if you look through the – if you go through my Instagram, you're seeing, like, there's a difference. Mm -hmm. But but I did everything I could on this on – the, on the old camera. Mm -hmm. Like, everything I could, I, I, I think I peaked it out, basically. And then there's a point where you're like, all right, how do I get – over this like how, right. do I, how what's the next level so then you kind of just explore it then you like for me for an example i got another camera body and once i feel that same feeling i'll go for the another one mm -hmm. and right no that, that, that's really good that you say that too because you know the things that i've that i've heard and kind of learned about uh growth is when you're when you're completely comfortable Maybe you might master a tool, but you're not going to grow from it. Mm -hmm. And when you're completely uncomfortable, like to the point where what you're producing is is uh, is basically shit, or whatever. You might you might call it quits. So like that that sweet spot is like that slightly uncomfortable where you're challenging yourself. Yeah. So that's cool to hear you talk about your your, your gear and your tools that you were like, and I use this. This rebel till 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 I wore this horse out. Then mm -hmm. I was like, I need I need a better horse. Like mm -hmm. after that, you challenge yourself at that point. Yeah. So then, like once I, because let's say that you go and you get the top stuff right, and then you 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 figure out the settings and you kind of like maximize your skills on it. Mm -hmm. What's next? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you're now like I I think one of the other reasons is that we are challenging ourselves. We're trying to figure out how to get certain pictures and how to how to give like a certain aesthetic, but. Um, like, there's times with uh, Nico. Mm -hmm. uh, have you, you? Yeah, Eliza. He shoots on a Fuji, like a film camera, mm. and bro, his he can 
give you like colors like crazy. Like he could give you the aesthetics of the stadium like crazy. Mm-hmm. And so now my question is, how? What are you using? Like now I'm I, I got to challenge myself mm-hmm. to to figure that out. So just keep on challenging yourself. Yeah. I mean, if you go out and you get the the newest gear, obviously you you could probably replicate it. But I mean, that's once you max once you max out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it's one of those things that you can, you can, for me, is, you know, you can see someone's work and you can, you know, use it as a motivation, but it's, it doesn't have to be like, it has to be the same exact thing because then you're going to lose focus on what you like to do. Maybe some lighting like, like you do or Nico, Nico does is different than what I, than what I like to do or Duke, um, or, or hobby, that's one thing that I, I saw, like, for me, when I started shooting was just looking at Duke's work and, you know, what he would do because, you know, we're going to be doing the same thing pretty much, shooting, you know, and, and taking pictures of fans and stuff. So I'm like, okay, what is something that is Duke Duke is doing but is going to have my touch and is going to have, you know, this is Richie right there. And then it took it took a, a couple of, you know, games for me to finally figure out, okay, this is this is me right here. So now it's 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 good because every time we you know I, I talk to Zach or I talk to Duke, we all know whose picture is it. Oh, that's Duke's you know photo. That's uh, Zach. That's Chris Wilhelmson. That's Katie and things. That's uh, Richie's picture. Um, and that's a good feeling. You're like, oh man, like yeah, they already know this is you know this is your style. And then that leads to to more things because you know someone will come in the future like, hey, I need you to help me shoot this event and. That's where that's what takes it to another level, right there. Yeah, because I, I, okay, I'll be honest. I did catch myself trying to do, trying to mimic something that uh, Rudy does. Mm-hmm. So Rudy does this thing with his pictures where it's like a, a certain tone, right? Like he has a certain tone in this picture, and I try to like look at it and try to mimic it to see if maybe I could put my own swing on it. Mm-hmm. You just can't. Like it's like all right, well, that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. So you got to go back to the other pictures to see what you did, and then you're just like, all right, well, this is who I am. This is what the, this is why my followers follow me, mm-hmm. why the people who like my pictures like it because this is me. This is Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in like how you said, people are hiring you based off what you put out, um, not because what you try to copy or because, like I said before. If you fake it, we're gonna find out. Like we're gonna, yeah. and that's gonna be quick because if if I try to do what Rudy did, but Rudy does that all the day, every day, mm-hmm. and then now you're hiring me to be what Rudy did, I can't do it like him. Like, right. So there's a limitation to imitation. Yeah, and so um, like for the Adidas thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's about five of us who are out there. And the same thing, like we all have our own touch. So whenever they posted pictures, like on their feed, you could kind of know whose is whose. Like, oh, this one's mine. Oh, that one's Rudy's, and then this one's Noah's, or that one's more. Like it's, you just know. Mm-hmm. And that's why people are reaching out to you because they 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 want you and your product, and not no one else's. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Talk to me a little bit, man. You, you've talked. You've mentioned um, taking photos of concerts, taking photos of sporting events here. Q two. Um, what are some of the differences you see between a concert and a game? Maybe some of the similarities and like what are, what are the stories that you try to tell through your work? With concerts and 
the differences is like with concerts, you just don't know how this light, how the light's going to hit off. Um, there's lights everywhere from left and right, from center stage, from back lit. And you kind of just have to just sh- let the shutter go. Just let, just, just shoot. And then you deal with the pictures later. Mm-hmm. All right. They got like about two, three openers before the main artist comes. And so mm-hmm. by then you better have your settings kind of figured out. Mm-hmm. And then, so whenever that art, the main artist comes out, you, you're able to take that picture. The lights are going to be coming from this way, that way. Right. You don't want to be adjusting it all the time, mm-hmm. lowering it, shutter, look, shutter speed up or down. And Q2, the light is one way. So now the only thing I got to think about is just f- tracking the ball, making sure that my shutter speed doesn't drop a certain spot because if not, the picture's going to get blurry. Mm-hmm. As to over here, I mean, sometimes you you have to bump that ISO. But if you bump it too high, then you're going to get too much grain, and then it's – it's low light situations versus professional lighting. So, and then, like, luckily over here with concerts, it, it 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 helped me. It taught me how to work on the fly. Because mm-hmm. um, over here at Q2, when the lights go green, I have yet to capture the picture. But when the lights go green and you take a picture with the, what you were shooting when the lights were bright, your your picture is dark. Yeah. So you have to learn how to like drop that shutter at a certain spot, mm-hmm. and that's the sweet spot. But I have yet to get that one. Um, but that's concerts and and sports. It, I would say kind of go hand in hand. But I personally think I'm I'm a better concert shooter than I am sports. Do you enjoy that type of work a little bit more? I think I enjoy sports more. I'm a, I'm a stronger <laughs> I'm a stronger concert shooter than I am sports, but I enjoy sports more because, like, especially here at Q2, like you you didn't you have like the ambiente, like you yeah, the vibes, stuff, everything's there, bro. Like a vibes, the Q2 vibes, and you could feel it, like whenever yeah. that goal is about to hit, like you could feel it. So you're there, like all right, man, here we go. I got the shot. Mm-hmm. I ca- I catch myself ball tracking a lot. Um, like I'll, I'll put the camera down. And I'm just watching the game. <laughs> oh, there goes the goal. <laughs> And so, uh, but yeah, I think I'm a I'm a I'm a stronger concert shooter for sure. And then mm-hmm. I may uh, I enjoy sports because I grew up playing sports, mm-hmm. right? And then um, the, the second part of your question was um, telling the story. Yeah. Lately, I'm trying to figure that one out. Um, I've whenever Drusi got hit. In the mouth, and mm-hmm. then he scored that one goal. And then he puts up the puts up the shirt. Yeah, so I'm trying to like, all right, I'm <laughs> trying, I'm trying to show you. Okay, he got hit, he's pissed, he scores, and now he throws up the the jersey. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to compliment. I'm trying to show that, but I can't. I don't really know how yet. It, it's a so in that specific moment from when he got hit and he scores and we come the comeback. There's about a good eight different sequences that happened. And a lot of it is just, you know, it's hard because in those eight sequences that happened, it was only a minute or two. So it's one of those that tienes que estar al tiro because, like, you want to, like, for me, is you want to capture the fans, but you also, you know, want to make sure where they're going to be celebrating that and who are they going to be looking at um, and how are they going to be, you know, reacting to the goal. So, it's 
like right there, right there, like right I think whenever you figure that out, you would you would be like it will take you to another level, because now you won't just be shooting, you know, people kicking the ball around and running. Now you're gonna be like showing a in a specific moment. That's the thing, you know. Uh, if you think about that sequence that you just described with Rusi and elbowed and scoring and that, that celebration. If you if you wrote it, it's almost like a comic book. You write mm -hmm. the comic book, but people that that create comic books and stories like they have the story in here, and then they create the snapshots. Mm -hmm. Well, you what you guys do is you're seeing the story unfold, and y'all mm -hmm. have to catch it. Yeah, I have to catch it at the right with the with all those factors that you were describing: the light, the distractions, the thousand situations that are happening on the field. Like where are you going to point? Where are you going to shoot? Your settings. It's a lot. Yeah, because, I mean, he's doing something over here, but the ball's over there. So, you're like, all right, do I – at any point, at any given time, this ball can go into a corner or yeah. right, can get crossed in for a goal. Yeah. And he's over here getting pissed off with the ref, and you're just like, all right, man, so who do you who are you going to trade? Yeah. Because there, there's times where I followed – like, let's say that Diego crosses a, a ball. I'm I, Instead of tracking the ball to get the goal, I'm tracking I'm, – I'm staying on him. Yeah. And it's it's like you got to pick your poison on what you want to do. It's either you're going to do this or you're going to do that because it's going to be, a, for one person, it's harder to do both. And so all the distractions, you got all the fans throwing water, and you're like, all right, my lens, bro, you got to wipe it down. <laughs> Another factor that, <laughs> that, you know, that it gets. <laughs> I, I, I love it and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Because <laughs> especially for y'all, because then y'all guys are like shooting into the fans and then like whenever they're starting to throw water and shit. Like it, it, it drops. It makes for a beautiful picture, but then you're like, they're like, fuck. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. Uh, I, I think one one cool thing that I, you know, that I've I've had like recently, I've been doing is trying to get those sequences of you know a good five shots at the same place. And just getting that reaction and turn into like, you know, what Coke is a kind of like a little comic in, in between that short yeah. clip, you know, short like five second clip and then five second clip. And one one cool thing that I got, it was just uh, when La Murga, because I, I do I do the photography for them, but it started raining on Saturday. So we would have to go from the northwest all the way down to the southwest so we can go in and then we can, you know, check in all the instruments and stuff. Um, but in that walk, uh, the, the, the goal was to perform at the Northwest and then walk to the Southwest, but it started pouring. So they had to wait out of nowhere, dude, this out of nowhere. Fucking, like this you're one, walking, one little cloud. you're walking. Yeah. <laughs> wait, you're walking to the stadium and then out of nowhere, you start feeling the, the breeze and it smells like it's about to rain and you're like, yeah, valeo madre. So I come out the house, right? I'm wearing a white, like. I didn't want to go to that game, bro. So <laughs> I'm wearing some shorts and I put on like a basic white t-shirt. And I was I'm, as I get to the stadium, it starts to rain, and I'm like, "Damn, bro, you're about to see everything in this white shirt if it starts." <laughs> then I'm gonna start sweating. So I end up going to Dick's Sporting Goods, and I was like, "Tony OnlyFans, Tony OnlyFans." I'm gonna go to Dick's real quick and buy a t-shirt because this ain't gonna happen. <laughs> oh shit! You know, so that happened, and then it was cool because it was not perfect shots because it was raining. But you're, I'm trying to get everyone as much as possible. So some people came out blurry, but they came out like straight, like you know, uh, sharp on the other, you know, image. But it was cool because at that moment it was like I'm here, just shooting them. They're singing. They're you know, 
they're getting ready, so I have to be pumped. So I, and I forgot my, my, uh, how do you call it? My plastic cover for the, the for the, yeah, the hood for the, the camera. And I was like, man, I should have brought it. And I literally came here to take a leak and then go to the stadium. And I was like, does it cook it? I got something in my eye. <laughs> I might have to pause it real quick because like, this shit is burning. My <laughs> so, yeah, dude, uh, going back to that sequence thing, uh, La Murga was just, we got to, you know, in that moment, taking pictures of them as they're walking in, it's raining. Uh, it's a pretty cool thing, man. And then Coke started crying. <laughs> but, um, I just got really moved. That's because I was thinking about my day of uh, of that, too, you know? It was my first time taking the train from the Cedar rail, Park. From Cedar Park. How's that? Amazing, dude. Uh, my wife dropped me off at the rail station. Mm-hmm. You know, she like packed me a little snack. No, nah, I'm kidding. I think she did give me a granola bar or something. I don't know. I got on the rail. It was perfect. I didn't have to worry about nothing, dude. I was like literally watching the scenes go by and like the trees and you see the creeks and you're like, by the time you realize that you're already at Kramer Station, it's very quick. Very where, quick. where does it go through? So uh, it goes through, I think it's like, I get off, there's like a Leander is the most northern spot. Then it goes to the Lake Line spot. That's in Cedar Park. And then I think there's like Howard Station. Okay. Um Crestview, mm-hmm. and then Kramer. Okay. So th- those are the spots. But it takes you, uh, like, you're not, you don't see highways or anything for the most part. You see, you're, like, in the middle of brush and trees and, like, there's, That's like, dope. creek. And, like, you're in, like, a residential area at some point. You're, like, what the fuck? I, I have no idea where I'm at, but I know I'm going in the right direction. <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. Like, I, I'm getting tired of the traffic. Dude, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's the thing. That's the thing. I didn't want to drive. I was like. Well, you drive from, from East Austin here, or where do you drive from? from at the moment. From right now, right now, I'm driving in from South Austin. Mm. But it's like South Park Meadows. Okay. So when you said seven, I was like, all right, fuck, now I got to get on Mopex. <laughs> Mopex's a bitch, bro. It is. Yeah, e- so Evo Mopex. Yeah. Evo, Evo Mopex. We're looking at you. Yeah, actually, that's a pretty cool account, dude. Like, <laughs> See, like, that, that's how, you know, that's one of the accounts that I'm like, okay, I see your, I see your point of view. That's what you want to be. That's what you want to be. Nah. <laughs> at nah. Evo Richie. At Evo Richie. Keep that on your personal account, bro. <laughs> I'm like, my personal <laughs> Yeah, man, I've been, uh, yeah, I, I got uh, my, the, the, the Twitter department of Otra Por Favor pretty much uh, already took out the rights for me. And, uh, you're on probation, bro. So I'm on cool. probation. You, you come <laughs> check it every now. So, hey, Cascante, please unblock us. That was me. I take it. <laughs> I take it. I take it. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm a good guy. It was just a moment. I was just mad. He was, he but, was in the moment of heat. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, I do it because, you know what? You know, the moment we become bigger, like bigger than LAFC, we're going to get a lot more criticism. So, I'm just helping pre- people prepare for it all that, you know. Give me guys a you know a little a little bit of uh, sparring. Yeah 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 yeah. Cortale cortale. Yeah yeah güey yeah. Hey man, there's one thing that I do is I, I don't hold back. My wife is like, he's like, no he don't have any. No me callo y no tengo filtros. Like, he's like, I mean, I, I'm very conscious of what I say and what I do, but nothing with filtros. When, but I try not to be disrespectful either, you know. Yeah. Um, but every once in a while, I like to throw como buen chilango. There you, you know? go. There you go. De barrio bajo con pasiones bajas. Yeah, dude. So back to that day, dude. So I, I get off on Kramer. I go to Hop Squad. 
and I'm chilling. I, I order a fucking, uh, what did I order? Una torta. De, what was it? Uh, campechana. Quesadilla campechana right there. Oh, that shit is good. Like, like botanita. La, la, the yeah. little food truck. What's, mm-hmm. what's it called? I forget. Botanitas. Botanitas, yeah. Hopsquad? Yeah, mm-hmm. Hopsquad. I get my little campechana. I'm, I'm, I, I'm trying to find a little spot to squeeze in. It's, I'm just by myself. I, I hadn't met anybody up yet. And I squeeze in between, like, a group of, like, people. And I'm just, like, barely enough space to eat. Right when I'm about to take the first bite, I, I feel like a heavy drop. And all of a sudden, like, the the rain just, it, it didn't just, like, sprinkle. Dude, that shit poor, dude. Dude. And I'm, like, trying to eat this <laughs> shit. And I eat it, and I fucking go inside, and I text Richie. I'm like, hey, man, I hope you take nice photos of the rain. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I was actually, I was going to keep my camera in the bag, you know, like, not doing the pictures. And I saw that, I'm like, oh, fucking challenge affected. Accepted. So I'm over here. I put a, I had a cover, like, I got this cover. Yeah, ver que sale con esto. And it'll be all right, you know. Not the best, but not the worst. Yeah, yeah. But enough. No, I thought it was going to pass, because usually, like, the big raindrops, it means it's just a cloud. It's right? just one cloud, yeah. yeah it was so just one cloud. Can you get a little closer? All right. It's the, no, so, like, usually, there we go. Like Thank the, you. the the bigger raindrops, they're just, like, little, I would say, like, a cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm on Mopac, and I'm just chilling at the red line. I was like, oh, I was going to pass. And then it didn't stop. I get to the media parking. I'm just chilling there. I call my <laughs> wife. Hey, how's your day going? And we're just talking. By the time we hang up, it's still raining. I was like, nah, man, I'm in this white T-shirt. I got to I gotta go to Dick's room. <laughs> <quick." laughs> it's not going to. I'm not. This is for the OnlyFans content. What those OnlyFans? I found it. <laughs> but it's not. It's at not TFO photos. Not TFO photos. At not TFO photos. OF. Dude, <laughs> Official. You, you've made a lot of mentions of uh, of posting and how, like, uh, it's kind of helped your following and how, like, posting first is kind of a, a, a big thing that you, that you hold importance for. Can you talk to us a little bit about, uh, touch a little bit on, like, social media and how it's kind of helped you uh, push your brand? Yeah. Um, for the most part, like, it's... So we, we, we actually kicked it off posting first with uh, Johan Valencia, right? Mm. So whenever whenever the team signed Johan Valencia and Valencia came came in and we did, like, the whole arrival thing, that's when me and Herman and Brian, we got together and we were like, all right, let's let's do something. Right. We were the first ones to post. We were the, I, was the, I was the first because I have, like, this little SD reader that goes yeah. into my phone. So I was able to get it to my phone, and I sent it to, to Herman, and Herman posted it. And from there, I was like, all right, well, there was, like, a sense of, like, being the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, sorry. And so then okay. we, we kind of – Sorry, sorry. So heavy, dude. This podcast is so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so then, like, then when whenever we got into the Q2, I was like, all right, well, so now that whenever the, the goals start coming in – You'll see me just, uh, at first I would just shoot and I'd get like a goal celebration, put the camera down, memory card, do the whole thing, and I'd post it on Twitter. But then it got to a point where it's like, all right, it's me versus the machine, right? It's me mm-hmm. versus Austin FC. And they're, they got wires into their cameras and I'm never going to beat them. But the social media has just, like, social media has really just helped my growth so much like i'm more it's more networking now for me mm-hmm. 
Like, I found out, like, the power of Twitter, it's, if you use it right, bro, the networking on that would be crazy. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, I know other photographers from other states, and now they know me. So if some if somebody needs, a, like, a photographer here in Austin, they'll at me. Mm-hmm. Hey, check this out. Or if I see somebody who's in a state that needs somebody, from, I'll, I'll send it to them, right? Mm-hmm. And social media, it's a, it's a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to just, if you noticed, I post a lot of my stories because I, it's, by the time that the players get into the locker rooms, they're looking at their, I feel like they're looking at their stories, right? So they're looking mm-hmm. at the story. Okay, add the story. So now their viewers are kind of, kind of, kind of going to come to mind kind of eventually. Fu- funneling them t- towards your page through yeah. stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's cool. So, um, I, that was just, this is something that I kind of picked up on and, I noticed it um, whenever we did the whole Johan Valencia thing. They a bunch of the players started to like also come around. Mm-hmm. I don't think Instagram collaborations were a thing then, so that's why we were Austin TV had the had that post. Mm-hmm. But again, they only have the ones that I sent them. And then once I had time, I got home. I was able to make like a little short clip of Valencia coming out of the out of the SUV, shaking hands with Ryan, going to. Like it's like a whole sequence of photos just all the way through mm-hmm. to him holding up the the Listo ATX, I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. Um, so then, like, now social media, I got the players are following me, right, because of the pictures. And so it's it's, it's the relationships that you're building in social media that, that eventually will lead you to something else and then to something else. That's how I got the thing for, like, the little football thing that I did. Mm-hmm. Somebody from Portland Timbers saw he has a company, and he saw that I was posting on Wednesday, and he replied to one of the stories, "Hey, are you available for Friday?" And I was like, "Yeah, why? Well, the, I need you to go down to El Campo and take some pictures of this player." Mm. All right. So now it gets me thinking. If I never had posted, he would probably never have sent it to me. Mm-hmm. So it, it's important to to just post your work. Um, if you're first, obviously people are going to get more engagements with it. Yeah. I got that through concerts. Um, same thing with the artists. The artists go in the back of the room. They look at their phone, and oh, there's a story of me. Perf- there's pictures of me performing on my stories. They'll share it. Mm-hmm. T Pain reshared mine. Jay Cortez every like, like these artists. Mm-hmm. So there's just like a sense of like, all right, cool. If I could get it out first, maybe they could reshare it. You funnel those fans into your page, and so right. Does um, whenever you're you're doing that aspect. Even if it's if it's if it's if it has like a certain secret the the way you do it you don't have to share it, but do you bring your your editing equipment your your um, Mac or whatever? Just whenever you have a first picture, like let's do it, or do you do it from your phone? Right. Straight off the phone, bro. Like I have this little adapter that I plug into here. It comes so when I know I got the shot. Yeah, it's um, I'm gonna go ahead and I just pull. Depending if I want to follow the sequence, like there's the one where where Sebastian's holding the jersey, mm-hmm. he's running away, like I get that whole sequence. Once I feel like there's a break, mm-hmm. I'll pull out my SD card out of my camera, I'll plug it into my phone, and then I gotta scroll, find that, pi- find at least one picture, to mm-hmm. post it, mm-hmm. and then from there, I, I let it sit, and then yeah, the, the next day I start looking at all the pictures, mm-hmm. but it's usually when I know I got a certain shot. Or oh, that's like, good. Um, 
But yeah, everything's off my phone. Um, I wish I'm actually currently looking at MacBooks, but not, it's not there yet. Yeah, no, that's good. That's a good thing. Um, so that way, if you have a moment, you know that you know you did something good, find a ways to get it done so you can share your stuff. Yeah, I mean the whole. So with Emmy Rigoni, mm-hmm. it was his first start. And I knew it was that's what that's what I kind of look for. Like I'm trying to find like the news. Like so, it's it's Rigoni's first start. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let me go get a certain picture of him while he's waiting for the ball to get kicked off. Because mm-hmm. I we we can't go to the front when they do like the right. Pictures. So now, how can I do it differently? All right, well, I could go to the side real quick, try to where we're not supposed to be, snap that picture, and then keep it moving. So then, once um, I get that picture. I know I got that picture. I just go ahead and I post it. Okay. And so people interact with it because it's his first start. It's something different, something fresh. Um, that's that's just the way I see it. That's, I sometimes try to come in with the game plan. Mm-hmm. So um, just depending on how the storylines go as well. Like if uh, right now who's the goal, who's the goal leader? Who has the leading goal? Stay between Mukbar and Drusi. Yeah, Mukhtar. Mukhtar and Drusi. Yeah, lead so. for the goal. Goals uh, scored. So, like, that's leading up with the Nashville and Austin FC game. So, mm-hmm. you're like, all right, well, now, I'm hoping Seba's going to pass. Like, he's going to just go off. Yeah. And so, you're there. Like, the whole time, I'm focused more on Seba this, this whole game now. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's what I try to do before going into a game is trying to just figure out, like, what scenarios could happen. Stuff right. Like that. That's cool. It's a little bit of, like, foresight. You're looking at the story of what it's been, what it's in the present, and you kind of got to have to try to predict a little bit of the future at the same time. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty cool. And let's see, and that, that comes with, like, with with soccer in general because it's so continuous. Mm-hmm. Coming ready just to understand, you know, like, the background behind it. You're not just they're shooting just to get a picture and that's it and, you know, sell it to your publisher. We were trying to build a storyline with it, you know. Like, you already know from the beginning, before the game starts, hey, Seba's going for that, you know, that golden boot. So let's let's find him in his, in his moment. Um, but that, that's pretty cool, man. Uh, and now when it comes to, like, collaborations or, you know, like, say, with other creatives here in, in Austin or, you know, like, say, in music, how has that been for you? Is it one of those things that you feel like it's been a, like a competition type of thing or, or a, you know what, a community type of, you know, thing where everybody uplifts everybody? I take it as more like a community-friendly competition. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we all, like we all know who's – we all know who's strong at what, right? Mm-hmm. There's, certain, there's certain people who are stronger than you at, at certain, certain aspects. Mm-hmm. And so – then it's just kind of like because again I come from a sports background so like that's all I really, mm-hmm. really know is like how can I be get better than this person but in a friendly way because I'm not afraid to ask questions like hey how'd you take this shot or what made you think of this and just just certain things so that I can get better mm-hmm. um, and at the same time build that community like don't be afraid to there's a bunch of gatekeeping I feel. Um, Say that it's me and Richie. You want to come in. We know how to get you in, but we don't want want to bring you in. Yeah. That's the gatekeeping. Like, that's how it is in concerts. Like, Mm -hmm. that's one thing that drew me back away from it. Mm. Um, 
Because if you go into the pit of any show, it's mainly the same five, six people. Really? Yeah. It's that close net here? It's, it's, a, it's a really close net here in Austin. Hmm. Um, I'm fortunate to, to, to be one of those. Not all the time, but when I get in it, like, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, when I'm, I'm trying to bring in somebody from the outside and it's like, no, you can't because you need a publicist or you can't because we don't, we don't know like their body of work and stuff like that. And you're just like, all right. there's a lot of hurdles, more hurdles. Yeah. So then like in sports, it's like, you just really need an outlet. Mm-hmm. We, uh, for, for Rudy, for an example, right? Mm-hmm. I'll take Rudy. There was a certain outlet that came out to me. It was like, hey, we're going to try to dip into Austin. We have a journalist in Austin. We need some shooters. Mm-hmm. Can you be one? We could get your credentials. Well, I already have my credentials. Mm-hmm. How about I bring you somebody who doesn't have credentials, who needs it? All right. So then I call Rudy A. So-and-so was going to contact you here in a bit. Okay. So now the kid has an opportunity. He takes it and he runs with it. And so that's why you just got to be ready for when you're mm-hmm. – you got to be ready for that opportunity, and you just kind of have to – so when Rudy comes in, I see his pictures, and I'm like, damn, this kid's he's badass. And <laughs> he's pushing me. Mm-hmm. So that's that community, bringing him in. Now he has that – there's that friendly competition of I have to – I got to step up because mm-hmm. he came in. And then now someone else is going to – so there's going to be another photographer who's going to be better than us, mm-hmm. and we just got to keep it moving. You just got to keep on trying to just find it and just keep going. And that's, that's good um, because you could have easily, the whole credential part, you know, getting access to Rudy, you could have easily been like, hey, I don't know anybody. And then that's it. But you're giving one of your boys a chance to, you know, to come through and perform with his work. That's some legit things. And I think it's like a lot of the times, you know, it's okay to help each other out. It's okay to uplift each other. Um, to collaborate, to to find ways to yes, we're all, we are not like at the end of the day we have to perform with our work, we have to come through, but the, you know we don't have to be afraid of also sharing you know the bread if we can. Yeah, I mean there's there's enough food at the table for everybody mm-hmm. to eat, man. Mm. And uh, people people I don't people want to be greedy about it, but for what? I mean, if you if you if you have the knowledge, if you have the keys, be open to it. Mm-hmm. Let 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 the, because I wish somebody was in my pocket. Well, I wish I was with somebody to tell me this is how it's gonna go for you, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Like I kind of just had to figure everything out on the ropes. Like I had, I reached out to Jorge, mm-hmm. like for the for like some pictures for La Selección. Mm. Um, I reached out to Jorge and I was like, "Hey, you know how to do this?" He, with open arms, helped me. Mm-hmm. So why would I turn my back on somebody else? Mm-hmm. Um. I could have, like you said, I could have easily just said, no, I don't know nobody. I'm sorry. I'll still, I could take the pictures and I'll send you the pictures. Mm-hmm. I could have done that, but I said, no, if I have an opportunity to put somebody on, yeah. let me do it. Yeah, hey, man. Para que vean que Jorge no solamente habla mamadas también es buen pedo. Jorge, he's helped me out so much. Yeah. So, like, I owe a lot to, to, to Herman, to Brian, the guys there. We were also in TV. I owe them a lot. Um, and then to, to Jorge igual. He's he's been in my ear. Like, hey, I'm gonna help you out with this and this and that. And he's true to his word. So. Yeah, that's he's he's a uh, you know. Anytime you have a question or anything, he responds. He uses a response. Yeah, now he's quick. No, no. It's well said. I mean, great lads. I mean, especially Tokayo, man. 
true true pillar in the in the in the media community for sure mm-hmm. and he's uh been a message away from from advice and from you know pointing us in in a certain direction so man we appreciate we appreciate everything that that he does and this community has done and like you said Richie and I we 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 love we love this community we love what we're doing but mm-hmm. we would also love to help any anybody that's facing a similar type of endeavor because mm-hmm. there like you said there's things that you wish you would have had in your pocket some somebody that you had on your side um but a lot of it is not being afraid to ask a question cuz many times i think it's, it it happens a lot to to uh like men in particular we think that we're the only ones with that same that struggle like no one else has it but once you start asking questions and uh being being open about your vulnerabilities more than likely people some people are willing to help yeah people um, are willing to help out and you just like i said you just have to kind of just shoot your shots in that message um i mean me da un orgullo para ver los Los Latinos ahí tomando fotos. Mm-hmm. If if we could look down the road and and you see yourself, you see Jorge, you see Michelle, you mm-hmm. see Nico, you see Rudy, you see Edgar, like it's just all these Latino shooters, bro. Yeah, and it's like damn, uh, you love to see it. Mm-hmm. And so, it, like not not only like bringing the kid, like bring Rudy in, but like it's 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 raza. Yeah. Like and, and and for Rasa to get into this space in particular, uh, it's so hard. Yeah. So if if I can help anybody, by all means, I, I'm a, if I if I can, I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no reason for me not to. Dude, that's well put. I mean, you pretty much hit the nail the nail right on the head. We were, we, we wanted to touch a little bit on Hispanic Heritage Month, but what you said right there kind of encapsulates <laughs> that. You know, and also the importance of shooting your shot and how you can apply it to everyday life. I mean. Your whole story pretty much encapsulates that. So, I wish you continued success, man. I, I'm actually curious now. Like, you close your eyes and you kind of picture like a perfect or like a goal setting. Like, damn, dude, if I could shoot this, I would, I would feel fucking amazing. Like, wh- what is that? I think now, when I started, people, everyone said, find your brand, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think my brand is soccer. Mm-hmm. Right, for water. That's who. That's when you put me. You, you see soccer. I would say the World Cup. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna really try to shoot for twenty for for the for the World Cup here in the states. The 2026. Uh, yeah, that's that's a great goal. Fantastic goal. Uh, I'm, a, I'm. A, I think we're in, we're actually in the we're in the space at the right time. Yeah, um, I think a lot of us that are pulling in stuff, um, creatively, like right now, like. We're we're gonna get something from out of like from that you know, like you're gonna get something from our, uh, we are some TBR we are also gonna be doing it but our own ways in our own somehow some ways it's gonna be like us you know yeah. like oh damn what what we did is like oh shit you know yeah, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be crazy man and I've always, I've always told my wife like I know something's coming man and mm-hmm. I can't tell you when it's not my time it's not my it's not for me to say when. Mm-hmm. It's just for me to be ready for when it does happen. Um, I'll say it on the podcast. Recently, Houston Houston reached out to me. Is the Dynamo? However, certain certain situations we couldn't figure out. We couldn't find a middle ground for mm-hmm. money. 
Mm. Like you want me to pick up my whole family, move out to Houston, right? Yeah, it's a big move. It's a big move. So that couldn't happen, unfortunately. Um, but the fact that they reached out, mm-hmm. it, I'm so humbled by it. It's just like all right, the work that I'm putting, it, it, it's where it's paying off. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how, that's how I know that like little by little, we're, we're, we're moving in the right space. We're, we're in it at the right time. Mm-hmm. If it's y'all, when it's y'all, when it's we are on TV, when it's me, when it's we'll, we'll be we'll be ready for sure, for sure. But hey, man, uh, were you gonna change your colors if that was the case? <laughs> nah, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, that that's uh, man, that's a good thing to hear, dude. Like uh, I, I know Houston's trying to build their marketing stuff, um, so. Them taking you as in consideration, it's a flattering thing more than uh, like how dare you answer to them and and say maybe like no nah, dude shit that that's that's a, that's a a badass thing to hear. Even I mean, we were all talking to Herman about it, and I was like, hey bro, this happened. He goes, I understand that's the op, but uh, at the end of the day, this is the goal. Like mm-hmm. the goal is the goal was to always put a spotlight on to 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 our creativeness mm-hmm. and to just try to i guess gain some kind of to gain money out of what we like right because mm-hmm. this is what we love this is obviously i mean it's already what nine ten i mean this is something that we like to do this is something yeah. i want to do like right we have a passion for it so why not get paid for it yes exactly because it's, it's time that's spent that we do you know at the end of the day equipment hey lo bueno cuesta yeah, that, so. I, I know, man. And but brick by brick, it, it, it gets built. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm. It took me a little bit to figure out, like the whole investing yourself kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, so I got the I got the check from FC Cincinnati. So what do I do next? Mm-hmm. I can go and blow it off, or yellow like, rose. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> Stay. <laughs> no, that no filter life. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like. I don't like strip clubs. Bro. This shit's nasty. Hey, este Jorge would have said something worse. So <laughs> I'm the watered uh, down version of Jorge. Oh uh, man, <laughs> <laughs> Nah, so like the whole investing yourself thing, man. Like so after the check I got from Fantasy Cincinnati, it was like, all right. So what do you do with the? You go to Yellow Rose or you go, to, <laughs> you go and get a go get a lens. Yeah. So instead of writing the lens that I rent in, I go and I buy it and yeah. I figure it out, right? And then from there, you just kind of peel it. Like like I said, brick by brick, you go and you start get, adding things to your collection. And mm-hmm. Eventually, that's what you have is who you are. That's good, man. It's wonderful, man. Can you let us know, uh, let the audience know where to find you, find your body of work? I have every single thing. Is at TFO Photos, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, LinkedIn, OnlyFans, MySpace. <laughs> okay, the one thing that I'm high five. Pissed, I'm for real. Like every little thing, it's at TFO Photos. Every little thing. T- TFO Photos. At TFO Photos. Herman gets it fucked up sometimes. He's like Tony Photos. I'm like fucking. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's what I thought you were called, unfortunately. But now I know it's Tony TFO Photos. photos. No, nah, right. it's, it's at, at TFO at Photos. TFO Photos. So yeah, for those of you who haven't checked out. Uh, my man Tony's work. Uh, I mean, it's amazing. Go check it out. I mean, he really captures everything that that is special uh, when it comes to when it comes to Q two, when it comes to the players and the euphoria that comes with the game of football. 
Um, so, man, dude, thank you so much for coming to our podcast, dude. Like, I don't know if you have any closing thoughts, anything that you maybe didn't touch on. Uh, I think um, we, we, we kind of got on everything. My, my only advice to y'all is stay consistent. Mm-hmm. Even when there's days where you don't want to, you don't feel motivated to do nothing, just keep your head down and stay consistent keep just grind it out because all of this is going to pay off mm-hmm. all of it's going to pay off eventually f- fuck the numbers fuck the views the likes and all of that you keep on doing what you what you've been doing the rest will come hey man we already got the first uh we're gonna give you guys some free beer uh in the future thing so that's that's a pretty cool thing to start hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I like I said, it's brick by brick, and eventually, mm-hmm. eventually build it, man. Yeah, yeah, nah, man, it's it's good, man. I appreciate you coming. I think you shared a lot of insight of of who you are and what you do in your work, and that you know your background, everything represents you. And at the end of the day, they're seeing you, and that's that's who you are, and that that's what you know your character is about. So you coming over, sharing, you know, everything. It's it's very greatly appreciated, and. um not you know thank you for for being here and we'll for sure be looking out and you know looking forward to shooting the last game of the season as well as the playoffs so um and then any other concerts you come up man let us know and we can you know we can share your work absolutely um hopefully hopefully uh, we'll see what happens with the that exhibition that happens okay I ended, I ended up going ahead and I applied for that Latino exhibition. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I fit the criteria as being from Austin. Uh, yeah, Latino. Yeah, for sure. Um, the only thing I really want to do is just kind of spotlight that it's hard to be a Latino in sports. Mm-hmm. So uh, just to be able to kind of just highlight that it's possible to show that, like the kids that this thing is possible, it's an actual mm-hmm. thing. And that's all I really want to do is just put a spotlight on that. Um so at the same time, there's there's like this community on Twitter. It's called Latinx in sports. Mm-hmm. They they also just spot they share every uh, accolades that somebody from the MLB or from the MLS or any anything that has to do with the Latino in sports mm-hmm. journalist, photographer, videographer, they'll post it. That way we could all kind of just stay in the same like same together and everything mm-hmm. like that. So it's it's been cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I think, uh, I think we're good. That's good, man. man. Tony, Tony Fuentes, man. Remarkable human being. Thank you. Thank TFO you. photos. At TFO hey. photos. Thank you for being on the show. You've, you've hit us with some solid advice, man. And, and, uh, we're, we're, we're inspired. We're inspired by you and your work and we wish you nothing but continued success. And thank you. Thank you. You reach all your goals and even more than you could ever imagine. Yeah, man. I mean, everything is from the man upstairs, from God. I mean, that's. Everything comes from him. Uh, before every game, before every shoot, I pray, give him thanks, um, because without him, I don't have this talent. I don't have the opportunities that I have. So, um, that's that's pretty much it for me. That's good, man. Appreciate so, it. Uh, close it. Yeah, man. Well, thank you everybody for for you know le- checking out another episode of Otra por favor. Otra por favor. Uh, please, you know, continue to follow us on Otra por favor and Instagram. Otra x favor Instagram. Uh, Twitter, um, Facebook, and otrafor.com. Uh, we also have a couple of stuff coming up. Um, one is going to be, we're going to, you know, have Mar- Mago come in, Margarito from Paprika. He's going to be here in the next episode. Yes. So that's going to be pretty Damn. cool. Um, and then the other one, we're, we're, I'm, uh, 
you know, work on, you know, hopefully we can bring in Joe Corral and Uluang, you know, both of them at the same time, you know, two mirrorless, talk about their art, that would be a pretty cool one. Um, and then from that, the World Cup is around the corner, so there's, there's, yes. there's, there's, a lot of, there, there's a lot of excitement behind the World Cup, man. Yeah. We, we, we have a lot of ideas and, and things brewing, and the mm -hmm. otra, por favor, um, and the otra, por favor, brainstorming sessions, so we can't wait to bring it to you guys. Who do you got? World, World Cup? Cup, Brazil. Mexico. Well, hey, hey, man. Oh, nah, be serious. Who's your dark yeah. horse? My dark horse? No, Mexico. Nah, I think, I think, I think, I think, uh, I, I'm going to say Argentina just because they have, they're behind Messi. Ah, tal vez, tal vez I'm, se le puede dar. I'm going to I'm I'm do a hot take. I think Korea is going to. Ah, cabrón. Güey, yo pensé que... Son, hey. ¿Qué ajo te metiste para decir eso? If he plays anything like he did... Mark the tape. Mark the tape. Watch. All right. I want this to be a clip whenever they... Whenever they get past group stages, bring this clip back up. All right. Well, you're talking about like that. Go far go far, and go or take it or just be the dark horse. I think they're going to just fuck How far are they going to go? They're just going to fuck shit up. How far are they going to go? See that's the thing. Like we gotta pass, pass quarters. Oh, pass yeah. quarters. Okay, okay, okay. That's a that's a good that's a good. Uh, they get to quarters. They like, get to they quarters. Get, they, they get out the group stage. At least the quarters. Okay. Yeah, and but they're not gonna make. It. I don't think they make it easy for anything. I mean, they won't. I mean, man, la, la vez pasada le dieron a Alemania una repateada. <laughs> no, I, but I, yeah, I, I do think uh, Sans in a in a good space right now. That, that kid is. That, you know what? I gotta I gotta bench, like Mexico is. I don't know why, but they're and just gonna. Has a little squad, like huh? they do have a little squad, like even though like Tecate's out and like Chicharito. Dude, Mexico se se crece en mundiales, and there's been mundiales where they were like, ah, oh, no van a hacer nada, y de repente sacan. But the game against Argentina, they're probably gonna fuck up all the other games, but against Argentina, they're gonna win one zero. Watch. Like, all right, we'll see. All right, but to win it, I think Argentina. I want Messi to take it, just, you know. All right, folks, well, you heard it here. This is Otra Por Favor. Otra Por Favor. Y este Tony dice que se le lleva Corea toda. Corea is going to win this fucking shit. If it, if, okay, if they, if they make quarters, you owe me a, you owe me a Korean jersey. I owe you a beer. I already have five. No, I'll, take, I'll give you six. <laughs> no, all right, sounds good. All right. Ahí se cuidan, se portan bien. Y adiós. Arriba la América.